Thank you for joining us today regarding the new mandate imposing licensing requirements on property owners offering long-term rentals in Denver County. I'm Laura Prouse with Crest Insurance Services. Today, we welcome attorney Anthony Lally from White & Steel. Anthony is an active member of the Crest Legal Panel and a contributing author to our risk management blog. Along with Anthony, we have Dave Miller, Regional Vice President of Fidelity National Home Warranty. Dave manages the Crest Advantage Home Warranty Plan which ties into Cress's E&O insurance. We have a lot to cover, so let's get started. And Dave, I'll hand it off to you. Well, thanks, Laura. Anthony, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, we're going to talk about this new bill that's coming out in, in your state there, and specifically uh, Denver County. We know that COVID has had, uh, obviously, a huge impact on the real estate market, but it sounds like this is a uh, uh, challenge the property managers a lot uh, in the U.S. and specifically in Colorado too. So what's happening in your state uh, with regards to this new bill and property managers needing to be licensed? Yeah, so this, this new bill uh, recently passed by the uh, Denver City Council and signed into law by uh, the Denver mayor um, imposes, as we've noted, licensing restrictions and uh, the general stated purpose of the bill is to try to um, regulate the quality and affordability of rental properties within Denver County. Um, okay, so who does the bill apply to? Is it just to the property managers and is it just for long-term leases or is it short-term too? So this bill specifically deals with long-term leases, uh, which is 30 days or more. Um, the bill applies to the property owner that's offering the rental, the, the rental property, um, whether it's an apartment complex, uh, a single family home, the bill applies to any long-term rental that's residential. Um, so like I said, again, condo, condominium units, apartment complexes, uh, single row house units, uh, multi-unit homes, all of those things. So why do you think that this bill, this might be a rhetorical question, but why was this bill even needed? Um, I think the, uh, the, the concern uh, that the Denver City Council had was they wanted to impose a more uniform standard uh, on the quality of rental uh, units. They, the, the Denver City Council wants to, as much as possible, deter the sort of, uh, for lack of a better word, slumlord uh, type uh, complexes. Um, and so their hope is that this bill um, will remedy or at least curtail that, uh, that practice, um, as well as provide uh, more affordable rental um, options. That's great. Now, do you think that, are there other ones out there in other states or is Colorado kind of spearheading this? Is this new for everybody? I, I am not quite certain if this is uh, a new I, I know it's certainly new for, for Colorado. I'm not aware of any uh, other county or city that, that's imposed a similar requirement. Uh, in general, almost every, if not all states have a base level of 
habitability um, requirements, you know, apartments have to be apartments or rental units have to be livable. So every, every state has that sort of requirement. Uh, this, this bill specifically takes it a step further and tries to really ensure that people offering rental properties uh, meet those requirements. Okay. Yeah, the bill is uh, what bill 210420, but uh, I guess everybody would know it as what the landlord licensing bill. Yeah, that's that's generally what I've been calling it. Um, it it uh, it amends the Denver Municipal Code, specifically Chapter 27. Um, it adds a new article, I believe Article 8. Um, but that's I I think it's easiest to call it the landlord licensing bill. Um, right. Nobody likes all those numbers. Yeah, exactly. It looks like a birthday. Uh, so when does it become effective? So there's two different effective dates, depending on whether the, uh, the rental unit or the, the rental property in question offers a single rental unit, such as single family home, single condominium unit, or a uh, multi-rental unit, like an apartment complex or uh, multi uh, multi-unit home. Uh, so for the multi for the properties offering multiple uh, rental units, the effective date is January first, twenty twenty three. For single property rental units, um, your homes, your single family homes, etc., the effective date is January first, twenty twenty four. So a little ways off for both. Yeah, I'm surprised that it's that far out. Uh, do you think that some of these issues will be fixed by then? Or is this something that they're going to have for years to come? I, I think this is going to be a, a staple in this, uh, in, at least in, within the city of Denver. Uh, my best guess is that the Denver City Council wanted to ensure that uh, people that offer rental units or or manage rental properties have sufficient time to uh, comply with these new um, these new requirements. Makes sense. So let's talk about share with us the the, the licensing requirements uh, for these landlords. So in general, uh, every rental any any property owner offering rental property must uh, file an application with the uh, with the city. And in this application, they must also provide verification that the uh, property in question passed a inspection performed by a home inspector. And oh. this in inspection looks, uh, you know, to further the purpose of, you know, making sure that the offered rental property is habitable. Uh, you know, the, the inspection looks for things like whether the appliances are functioning, whether there's leaks, um, does the property have working smoke detectors, those sort of things. Um, so generally those are the two requirements. I will note, however, that much like any law, there are there is, there, there is an exception um, to this inspection requirement. So under the bill, newly constructed rental property, mm -hmm are exempt from the initial uh, inspection. If that rental property owner submits a 
license application within four years after the date the property received either its uh, permanent or temporary certificate of occupancy. Okay, so as a so as a property owner, I own, uh, I own a couple of properties there. I'm going to need to get home inspections on those properties as part of the licensing. Yes. Uh, phase. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So at each property you plan on offering as a long-term rental, um, you'll have to apply for a license, and you will have to uh, receive an inspection, uh, get okay. an inspection, and provide verification. Yeah, those inspections can be you know three to four hundred dollars. So let's talk about the million dollar question. What's the cost of the licensing going to cost the, uh, the the property manager? So the the cost, excluding the um, inspections, which as you know can vary dramatically depending on you know, who's performing the inspection, the uh, the, the typical cost um, for applicant applications that are filed after the effective dates. So January 1st, 2023 for multi-unit uh, rentals, rental uh, units, and January 1st, 2024 for single rental units. Um, the, the fee is a $50 application fee and then a yearly license fee, which depends on the number of units, rental units that the property offers. So the lowest it can be is for one unit, which would be uh, $50, $50. And the, the, the largest value it could be is $500, which is for rental property offering over 250 rental units. Um, now, in addition to those costs, there, there is every four years, um, the property owner must uh, renew their application, meaning they'll have to file a new uh, new application, get uh, an, another home inspection, and uh, go through that process again. Wow, um, interesting. Yeah, and aside from the, the fees, uh, the other major cost would be, you know, whether there's additional repairs that the property needs uh, to pass the inspection itself. Right. Well, I'll be honest, there's a lot more cost than I thought uh, involved in this and a lot more admin that uh, that I thought those uh, the realtor board there that whoever regulates this uh, is is in for a lot of work, making sure that these people and, you know, checks and balances that this person has that this person doesn't. Um, talk to us about their um, their licenses. Can these be transferred down the road or so unfortunately, the license cannot be transferred and it's property specific uh, in addition to the renewal. So any uh, new home buyer who wants to use property as, as a long-term rental um, or provide, uh, provide long-term rental uh, units with their property will need to file for a new license. Okay. So let's talk about those that uh, that skip out on this. What's the penalty for those property managers that don't comply with the new bill? So the there's um, the potential for fines, and the other potential is uh, um, if if let's say you have a license, but maybe you're not maintaining the property to the standard that's expected, you could face um, some adverse 
uh, action with respect to your license, be it getting pulled or suspended, something along those lines. Since the uh, law isn't in effect, so to speak, there there is still some gray area about what specifically the the city will be looking to to do to uh, enforce or penalize people that don't follow this this uh, these regulations. Okay, and I want to clarify something. If I'm actually the owner of the properties, but I hire you as my because you work for let's say a real estate office and you do some property management. If I hire you to do my property management. You're the one that has to comply with the bill, right? Not me as the owner. Yes. So the 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 property the 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 property owner as the owner of the property is is responsible, but they they certainly can delegate uh, and ask a you know a property management company to to meet these requirements. Um, there's nothing in the bill that that precludes that that sort of action. That seems like a lot easier to have somebody who's professional at this and uh, and complies with that bill. Uh, probably somebody with a larger form uh, firm would would have these uh, requirements. That's uh, that's great. Are there any other requirements uh, of the property managers that we should know about with this bill? So, in line with their the the bill's purpose to kind of protect tenants, there's also requirements that uh, a landlord provide. The lease agreement, the signed lease agreement, and uh, a uh, tenant bill of, uh, of of rights, essentially, for lack of a better term. Um, and in addition to that, anytime a uh, land landlord uh, makes a demand for rental payment because rent is past due, um, they will also need to provide uh, this uh, tenant's. Uh, um, protection, the, the, this tenant's rights uh, form. Um, the city needs to approve the form. Uh, to my knowledge, this form has not been created yet since the, the law itself hasn't gone into effect. I will note, however, that the um, this requirement, the providing the tenant uh, rights and rights form and providing a copy of the signed lease that portion of this bill goes into effect um, sooner, I believe, January of 2022. Um, so that those requirements will uh, will uh, uh, become will be before the uh, licensing requirements. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you to do something special. Get out your crystal ball, rub the top of it. And, and tell me, what is this bill going to do? Because the Denver real estate market is already epic right now and crazy. And I'm in California, and I know it's crazy there. So what is this bill going to do for that Denver real estate market? Well, I'm sure the people watching this video will probably have an even better idea than I will. But my, my best guess, my best stab is that rental uh, costs for rentals uh, in the Denver area will increase uh, as landlords try to offset the costs um, and expenses uh, that are incurred with complying with this new law. As for the market more generally, I think that will depend uh, in large part whether the uh, there's a significant portion of buyers that are just looking for rental property. Um, if there is a significant uh, 
demand, you could see potentially the areas surrounding the Denver uh, area, like Aurora, Lakewood, Inglewood, potentially seeing those values of property increase as uh, you know people want rental property, but without having to uh, necessarily deal with all of the regulations that come with uh, rental property, long-term rental property in Denver. Well, great. I appreciate your time today, uh, Anthony. You're the expert on 210420. We call it the, uh, the Landlord Licensing Act, uh, the Property Management La uh, Licensing Act or bill, but uh, appreciate your time today. If any of the uh, members of Crescino Insurance have further questions about this uh, bill, they can certainly call the Risk Management Division uh, at Crest Insurance and they will put you in contact with, uh, with Anthony and the firm to answer any specific questions. So uh, Anthony, thank you so much for your, uh, for your time today. That's a great risk management piece and uh, we're all on the know. So uh, we appreciate your time. No problem, happy to be here and thanks for having me. Laura, back to you. Thank you, Anthony, great content. I know that's a very valuable piece um, for a lot of the real estate professionals whether they're a property manager or they're even representing a buyer. Like you said, it could change potentially the landscape for buyers who are looking for um, investment properties or to be landlords. So very, very valuable content. Thank you. And thank you all for watching. Um, a copy of this webinar is available on the Crest Insurance homepage if you look under the Claim Prevent blog. And again, thank you, Dave. Thank you, Anthony.